Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It's Tuesday, August the 11th. It is my daughter's 15th birthday, and this is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And who, what a day it has been. Yesterday, we were literally on fire. Maybe not literally. I wasn't actually flaming up or anything, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the everything has simmered down, and now we know there's no Big Ten football, there's no Pac-12 football. There's no fall sports in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten uh, until January 1st. That means no basketball till then. That means no gymnastics, no volleyball, no, you know, whatever. All the different things that, uh, that have come out, they are, they are not happening until January 1st in those conferences. So we're going to dive into literally everything that you can talk about that has to do with this today because it is the biggest topic that is going right now. Um, but before we do that, Go over to the website, winningcureseverything.com. It's got all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms. For those that think that we are going away just because there may not be college football, sadly mistaken. There is still other sports that are happening, which makes this all the crazier. But either way, we are still going to be around. We are still doing this thing, so make sure that you are subscribed at whatever platform you need to be on. If you're watching the show live right now, we are on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. We go live on those channels. You can subscribe, like, follow, whatever it is. And if you like the show, go ahead and share it out. Tell your buddies about it. Uh, but if you missed the live show, you can, of course, subscribe to the podcast. And we've already got Ben jumping in on Twitch. He said, the face of Chris is the one of an upset man. It is, uh, it's not been a good day. I will say that. I will say that. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if there is any kind of college football season, we will be covering it for sportsbookreview.com. Go over to sbrpicks.com. We've already got a few videos up over there on their YouTube channel, or you can find the articles for those over at sbrpicks.com. Uh, Matt Miller said, you guys pumped up Kevin Warren a couple days ago. Sadly, he turned into an asset. Well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and have at it, right? Because we, we need to get this show in relatively quickly. Chris has got some stuff to do, and uh, and honestly, so do I. I've got a a napping toddler that uh, will be waking up anytime now. So we'll, we'll get it figured out one way or another. But let's go ahead and dive into, of course, the biggest topic of the day, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 cancel. And they are done until January 2021. And, I, you know, we, we've heard talk of spring seasons and we've heard talk of this and that. And, and you know, obviously I would, ima- I would have to imagine for the Pac-12 – the loan program that they set up that we discussed last week, that had to help, right? That had to help. Uh, Tommy Jarvis on Facebook said, marble racing could become a big thing. Hey, at this point, any kind of competition could be something. So, um, 
I, I would imagine that the, the loan stuff helped, and I would imagine that the Big Ten has also got something along those lines set up. But a lot of those Big Ten schools, I mean, they've got major endowments, right? They, they don't have to worry about this. Stanford, out in California, USC. I mean, they, these are schools that have billions of dollars, billions of dollars. So they don't have to worry with this um, because it, it's not a big part of their overall school budget. And I think that's what this all literally came down to is, you know, we, we had to deal with uh, whether or not um, these schools, you know, wanted to take the risk. And I, what I need to have happen, Chris, is I need them to release the medical information that led them to this decision. And they have not done that as of yet. You know, we keep hearing about the heart issue. We keep hearing about all this different stuff. As I explained yesterday, that's nothing new. With any kind of a viral infection, that is a, a possibility and sometimes a likelihood. It, it's with the flu. It's with uh, uh, herpes. It's with, I mean, any kind of viral infection. Uh, hepatitis, like all of these different things can cause myocarditis. That happens. And it's not more prevalent with COVID than it is with anything else. And yet, it's just a, a thing. Um, Matt Miller jumps in and said the Pac-12 canceled basketball. They 100% aren't playing football in the spring. Well, they didn't cancel basketball. They canceled basketball until January. That, that's a whole different thing. The Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, what's up? What's up, Brown Yeti? Uh, anybody else that wants to jump into the chat, obviously right down there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, you can do that. You can help drive the conversation. Uh, Matt Miller said they won't do it. Just tell us the truth that you don't want to get sued and move on. Chris, tell me this. Do you think that they are ever going to release the information because the ACC doctors and the SEC doctors are saying that, yes, we can move forward and we can mitigate these risks, and yet the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have come out and said, uh, no, this is too much risk. We can't, we can't do this. Why is there no, such a divide here? Well, there, there's a – I don't know about the divide. I can't answer that question. That's a, yeah, know. that's a different question. I'm sorry. But there's not different <laughs> medicals, okay? Yeah, We're, you know this thing is not magic, and it's not acting differently on the West Coast and the Midwest as it is everywhere else. Okay, and so that's no, that's what I'm so have confused different, about. If they have different medical information about this than everyone else, then then they are obligated to share it, because they might be holding like this is not a situation where they've got the cure to cancer and they're just not telling anybody. Okay, yeah. yeah. They don't. They don't have anything different. They just don't. I, that's what I'm saying. They don't like the about. optics, which I hate that argument. I think that's bad. Yeah. And and they think, well, we'll just send these kids home, and it'll all be okay. It's the, not worth playing football. It's not worth the the risk of something happening on our watch. And 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 so let's just not do it. And let's not think about the ramifications of not doing it. Let's just not do it. I'm with you. Um, let me let me talk for a second about Kevin Warren, Big Ten Commissioner. I, we can obviously he is going to be the lightning rod for a lot of this criticism, but this is not all on him. He is the the athletics commissioner. He is not the commissioner for the presidents and whatnot. They're the ones. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. Is he's catching all the blame on this, which is what leadership does. By the way, yeah, I still respect the guy. I don't think yeah. that he's a bad commissioner. I don't think he's a bad leader. I think he's wrong on this, and he should be fighting with the athletic directors and the the, the coaches wanting to play. Um, but he doesn't have a say in this. This yeah. this is the school presidents have voted and made this decision, and they trump the commissioner, 
of athletics and they trump the the athletic directors and they trump all the coaches and they trump all the uh, all the players and this is true they are presidents over uh, schools that have you know five six seven billion dollars in endowments they are more worried about the academic side as opposed to you know a 200 million dollar athletic budget that's it you know it now at some schools the athletic budget carries basically everything and and we talked the other day about how these school presidents do not understand how much of an advertising chip the the football team and the basketball team are. Like, they just don't get it, and that's that's okay. But that's not the only thing that they don't get. They don't understand exactly the role that sports play for these student-athletes. I mean, they just don't. And nothing about this is going to change that. All they look at with this is potential lawsuits. And you're not going to be able to change their mind in a day or two. Like, if they have to make a decision today, which I don't understand why you had to do that, then they're going to choose the other way. They're always they're incredibly risk-averse people. They just are. That's the way that they are built for whatever reason. And and so be it. Uh, Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, you know that the SEC or Clemson is going to win the national championship, so, so why would they even play? Eh, I mean, who knows? I think Ohio State had a pretty good shot this year, but... Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Now, what I'm really curious about is Kevin Warren's son plays at Mississippi State. His name is Powers yes, Warren. There's been nothing that I have seen about whether or not he has pulled out, right? He's no, still going through he strength said a couple of days ago that last he Thursday. thinks that it's safe enough for his son to play. His son to play. Yeah, last the person Thursday, he, he cares that. more about than anyone in the world. And yet, here we are, you know. Um, so with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceling, Barrett Salise said this, if the SEC and the ACC play, the conferences that don't play are basically giving their member institutions a diet version of what SMU got. Players are going to bail, nobody will sign, and it will take years to recover. And I think he is uh, If you on. thought the recruiting gap between the South and the Midwest was drastic before, uh, it, it's, it's about to be get up seen. The problem with the SEC is now going to become it's just they're going to they're going to cannibalize themselves. Oh, 100%. If the SEC can play, you're talking about Alabama's already loaded with nothing but five stars. You're not four stars and three stars don't touch the field. All right, LSU's getting close to that. Georgia has been that for the last couple of years. Auburn, Tennessee, and Florida are about to take steps, leaps and bounds. A&M are about to take just giant leaps, giant leaps. Yeah. Now you're you're dead on. So so with that, let's go ahead and move into this talk about the spring season. I, it's not just me. Um, they are not going to play spring football. We talked about this yesterday. Do they think this thing's magic? Do they think once that calendar year changes to 2021, this is all going to go away? That I mean, I would have to imagine. Like I, this I is why I, I fought so hard on problem solving and troubleshooting this thing. Yes, last year, last night, yesterday, is because this isn't going away anytime soon, and it might not ever go away. So we must learn to live with it. Yes. Okay. Those who fight masks must learn to live with them because there's a good possibility it is the way you're going to live for a long period of time. All right. Yeah. We we cannot just hunker in a bunker for the rest of eternity. We have to find a way to live with this virus in our life, in our ecosystem. 
and it's going to evolve and change. And we are going to evolve and change. Our immune system is. And, and we don't know what it's going to look like when that happens. But we must learn to live with it. We must learn to find ways to function in society in spite of it and not run and hide from it. Well, and on, on top of that, Pete Thamel put a tweet out this morning and said that the Big Ten, before the Big Ten even had their meeting to actually officially cancel the season, he said that they were just then having their first conversation about the spring. But this, is, a, my, this is my problem yesterday. These people don't do anything. They, they walk into a room and, and someone tells them what's going on, and they say, yeah, we can't do that, or no, we can't. There is no problem solving with them. They don't know how to do it, which is crazy because most of these people are, I'm sure, come from some type of background in the scientific world or the mathematical world. I have to believe that some of them understand as variables change, we have to adapt. And and you just have to look at this thing from so many parameters. They went from we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing, we're not playing, and we haven't thought anything else. I mean, has anybody said, can we get rid of the big boys? Because those are the guys that most at risk based on the information we have. And we turn this into seven on seven for one year and our offensive linemen and our big defensive linemen can, can still maintain scholarships. They can be with their teams and support them, but they can't be on the field touching one another. They can't like, have anybody even thought about that? Has anybody even tried to come up with alternative ideas as to how we can handle this for a little bit? And the answer is no. No, no chance. They're just now thinking about how a spring season is going to work. Guess what? It ain't. It ain't going to work in the spring. No, because you cannot have players play that many games in a. In, even if they did it in just like a, a six game season. Right? I don't see. I don't it's, think the amount of games in that calendar year matters at all. I think that's wrong, and I think they can do it. The problem is, is if the risk, if the juice ain't worth the squeeze today, it's not going to be worth the squeeze tomorrow. Okay, no, it's, it's, it, and yeah, it damn right. sure ain't going to be worth the squeeze when the revenue is maybe cut in half, maybe cut in a frat. I mean, you could be getting an eighth of what you would have gotten had you played this year. So, no, but why would they risk it then? Just cancel the whole thing, put it all off, and try to make it work in the fall, and maybe learn from the errors of your ways this time. Yeah, that's. I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree. But if um, you're an elite-level athlete, and if you're, you, you've got consideration to go to the NFL and you're maybe a third, fourth round kind of guy right now, I mean, Joe Burrow would have been a, a fifth or sixth round quarterback or an undrafted free agent yeah. if he didn't have last year. No, you're 100% right. What, what do you think a season can do? Well, let me point you to Joseph Burrow. Okay? Oh, 100%. You it are can change dead on. your life for eternity. It can change your grandchildren's lives for eternity. Now, I will say, let me go on and jump in with this. Uh, Ross Dellinger it tweeted this out. Barry Alvarez suggested that, that schools are going to continue, uh, continue a 20-hour week for the football players. Now, this just seems absurd to me. Uh, he said it will be a modified 20-hour week per the football oversight source. Uh, it will not be a preseason practice model, but will instead be more like enhanced training of July. They'll be doing walkthroughs, film, etc., uh, this was the enhanced training model that the NCAA implemented as part of its six-week program. It said players would be allowed 20 hours a week for football, eight hours a week for weight training and film, one hour a day of walkthrough, one hour a day of meetings, 
two days off a week. Do you really think that they are going to implement this at every Big Ten school if they are not having a season? Do you think those players are going to go through all that if they are not having a season? That is well, I'll tell you this. If I yeah, I I actually do. I actually do. That makes me happy, by the way. Well, I'm glad that they're doing it. That makes me happy that they're going to continue to work with these kids. They're going to give them a home. They're going to give them a surrounding. They're going to continue to be able to be around their family. Because football is a family. Oh, it absolutely is. That is as close-knit group of people you're ever going to find. Now, I'm wondering, like, if you're still going to go through that, that's definitely a step in the right direction. Right now, that's only no, you have, that's, that's only the Big that's Ten. Bear, if you're going to cancel the season on these guys, that at least addresses some of our problems from yesterday. Yes, no, it absolutely does. Now, the Pac-12 has not said that. Um, I just find it I don't hard know, to I believe don't, this isn't a Big Ten thing. It's a Barry Alvarez thing. It's a Wisconsin thing. Well, he, I think he was saying that the Big Ten is going to do this. Um, he said schools that aren't playing a season will continue. Yeah, he's talking about the Big Ten. So okay. he's yeah. talking about all of them. Then yeah, he's talking about all of them. So no, I'm okay with that. So I'm we'll, all right we'll with see that. it. We'll see it. Um, let's go ahead and move into this next little topic here, and that is the reports that the Big Twelve is split. They are meeting actually right now. It is five o'clock Central Time. Um, the Big Twelve is meeting, and they are reportedly split, like basically down the middle. Half of them say that they need to cancel. Half of them say that they don't, and we'll just see what happens there. Uh, the other report was that the ACC is basically waiting on the Big 12's decision. Now, as we were talking here, 10 minutes ago, the ACC released a statement, and they said the ACC will continue to make decisions based on medical advice, inclusive of our medical advisory group, local and state health guidelines, and do so in a way that appropriately coincides with our university's academic missions. The safety of our students, staff, and overall campus communities will always be our top priority, and we are pleased with the protocols being administered on our 15 campuses, which, of course, includes Notre Dame. We will continue to follow our process that has been in place for months and has served us well. We understand the need to stay flexible and be prepared to adjust as medical information and the landscape evolves. Now, that came out 10 minutes ago, and then immediately after that, the SEC released their statement, which was significantly shorter, but I think just as on point. I look forward to learning more about the factors that led the Big Ten and Pac-12 leadership to take these actions today. I remain comfortable with the thorough and deliberate approach that the SEC and our 14 members are taking to support a healthy environment for our student-athletes. We will continue to further refine our policies and protocols for a safe return to sports as we monitor developments around COVID-19 in a continued effort to support, educate, and care for our student-athletes every day. And that's from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. So, um... So now we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen because the the word is the ACC will go whichever direction the Big 12 ends up going. If the Big 12 ends up canceling, that will be three power fives, so that will be a majority. The SEC has already come out and said, we don't care if we are the last league on the planet. We are going to still attempt to play football, regardless of optics, whatever, if our medical team is telling us that we can play. Hang on. I find it really interesting that the ACC is going to depend on their medical staff, but yet they're Until also the going to wait right. and see what the Big 12 is going to do. Yeah, and Well, because like, the presidents are, that, that are worried is, about options. That is a conference that just is a follower if there's ever been a follower. Well, I mean, the Pac-12 is kind of in that same boat, right? The Pac-12 waited until the Big 10 did something before they came. Well, yeah, but but we all work under the standing that, that, that you know, Larry Scott is completely inept and over his head. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, bet I the rent right. on that, those facilities, even going down, they're not getting a break on that. 
Uh, I'll tell you who in the pick, uh, who in the Pac-12 likes Larry Scott, and that is the school presidents. I mean, they they're the guys that put him in power. So, and they actually like what he's doing, regardless of because think about the schools that are in the Pac-12. None of them are worried about ac- uh, uh, athletics. They're all worried about academics. That's all it is. So, and I, and I totally understand it because all those guys out there, they get academics make them more money. Like it's just the truth. However, the football programs could be pulling in more money. Like they're they're not utilizing the resources adequately, and it's just infuriating from this end of the world seeing what they could be and what they actually are. It's just two different things. So, um, all right. So with with that kind of out of the way, that that little bit of a report. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's dive into the idea of could Nebraska or some of these other schools that are, you know, infuriated with this decision, can they leave the Big Ten for a season? Can they go independent? Can they go rogue? Can they try and schedule however they they want to for one year? And everything that I have heard so far is the answer is more than likely no. All of their television rights, any home game, whatever, would have to be done through the Big Ten. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, I don't expect any Pac-12 team to go rogue. However, Nebraska, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, that's, it's, it's possible. On. Go ahead. Ooh, it's all about home television rights. If they play neutral site football games or road games, they absolutely can. It, but that's if they only do that. Now, are they going okay. to be comfortable with doing that? So Why would they not? They don't have fans in the stands anyway. As yeah. long as they're playing on a neutral field or an away field that, that there's no fans, they don't care. Why would you care? Well, because at that point, your your school is not bringing in any money. Like it, so, They're going to still get a television deal. They're still going to get some money. Well, yeah, if that's, they have that's to, a valid if they have to play some If somebody allows them to come into their network, to play a season, to be a part of whatever they are, then then they would get a share of whatever revenue comes through there. They just don't get to play at home. Or They're, if yeah, if they go play in Indianapolis at the RCA yeah. Dome or well, whatever it's called now, the whatever Lucas deal they Oil. can make. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. Do you want to play or not? Now here's the thing: if you're the SEC, 
what benefit? Why would you want to split the pie 15 ways or 16 ways? Why would you let these other schools in? Oh, there's the only way that you would do that is if you talked to your network and got a bigger deal. If you, yeah, if you oh no, you'd have to get, deal. you'd have yeah. to get, and not not a little bit. It would have to be making sure if we all make fifty million dollars off of this deal, will you give us fifty more them, for adding? Ohio I don't care State. what you pay them, but our fifty still gets our fifty. Yeah, I I think I think that's feasible. Now I don't know how quickly they can get it put together in time for. Oh a season. no, that's that that could be done literally overnight. And you overnight, might be right. that's not a hard negotiation to make. It is depend because your whole one side's holding all the cards and the other side's desperate. Uh, okay. The Brown Yeti jumps in and said the SEC is thinking of all the eyeballs watching their games if they are the only ones playing. Hey, you have got. I don't this, know that they're threatened by by bringing somebody else in. No, they're no, just no, no. Not I don't. I don't share the money with them. I don't think he's talking about that at all. I think he's talking about the idea that if there are no other conferences playing. Uh, I mean, they could be putting up NFL type numbers. Like, it, yes. it will be massive. No, massive they'll, own, draw. they'll own Saturday, just like the NFL. They'll own Saturday, and and if they brought in four other schools to to play, you got a sixteen, you know, team conference or, or, or an eighteen team yep. conference or whatever to make a schedule. Sure, we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, you you've got that right. You've got that right. I mean, this is. This is crazy stuff. The other, I mean, you part can of this, bet your ass that if Penn State and and Nebraska come in, Ole Miss is going to get Penn State and Alabama is going to get Nebraska. <laughs> more, more That's the likely. only thing I'm certain of. Well, but then I would imagine you'd probably bring in Ohio State and Michigan, and then I mean, who I, don't knows? Know. Maybe I don't you, know that a Mich- I don't know that Michigan's coming. I, I mean, maybe they're not. But, I mean, I that mean, that president is 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 out on a limb. I. I well, he's wonder. an epidemiologist. I mean, it, he's he studies infectious disease. So nah, he studied. It's what well, he used studied. to be. He's now a, he's now a president. This is true. He's not a working doctor anymore. This is true. This is true. Let's let's remember that. Okay, he's asked for money for the last umpteen years. Uh, ben said, "Crazy how much money can be thrown around overnight." Uh, Matt Miller said, "Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, Penn State, Clemson." Uh, it, I, I still think oh, the I ACC. Think, is well, I play. think Florida State would come in before a lot of those schools. Yeah, I think so too. I, if the ACC cancels, like I think the, I think the, the relationship that the SEC and, and Florida State already have, I think I think they would get in. I think natural rivals to SEC schools would have first option. Yeah. So I think your Clemson's, your Florida States, if Georgia Tech wanted to, um, would would have would have the best shot. Yeah. Now you're uh, you're you're correct. And A&M um, would do anything they can to keep Texas out of it and not let Texas play football. Oh, yeah. Oh, so 100%. I would bet Texas would be last on that list. I am uh, – Unless A&M gets Texas to share the money. I'm I'm very I'm, – I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on. There's, there's, nothing, uh, there's nothing out other than the SEC and ACC look to be pressing on and – no, the ACC is just a follower. They're going to do whatever. If if everybody else bails and SEC goes forward, the ACC might have the stones to try to do it, but I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, here's, here's the they, other they, question. They right? really are just just followers. Um, are players going to attempt to transfer into programs that are still playing this season? So that's and, I want. So first off, I tried to think about how I thought about that. Okay. And then, then I thought, so there's two, two things. How do I feel about that? How do I, what do I think of it? And then, and then should it be allowed? Those are two totally different things. Okay. And then will the NCAA actually do it? Which I don't think there's any way on earth the NCAA will grant any transfer at all. Okay. So at this point in time, I don't think it's going to matter because the NCAA is going to say no to all of them. But 
if you're, am I okay with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence coming over, two best quarterbacks in, in, in football, coming into the SEC and bouncing some kid that has done everything right through the, all of this COVID, who's led his team, who's been a part of the team for two to three years, and now he's got his shot. And then some mercenary is going to come in, who, and that mercenary is well worth every bit of it. Yeah. All right. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I, I agree with you. Miles, um, Miles Brennan has done everything right at LSU. I mean, this is just my guy, okay? Yeah. Everything right. He is not close to, unless something crazy happens and he looks like Joseph Burrow did last year. Everything we have seen says he is not close to what those two gentlemen are in Fields and Lawrence. It would really break my heart to say, we're just going to sell our soul to the devil and let's just go get one of these mercenaries. They've never stepped foot on our campus. They've never hated our rival. They've never loved our school, not one day in their life. And now we're going to let them don our uniform for one season and then they're going to go on off to the sunset. I don't know that I would enjoy that. I don't know that I would appreciate that. It, it would be a I'd little almost strange. rather lose to them than yeah. to do that. Now, I will say this. Uh, uh, well, Ben jumps in. He said A&M versus Texas. Uh, Matt Miller said the SEC would kick A&M out for Texas. We're, uh, we're no worth chance. more than that. Uh, no Man. chance. He said Milkman looking cesspool in College Station. No, they no, look. The no SEC chance. is loyal to A and M. Period. Like yep. they just A and M has been unbelievable to the SEC, and I assure you, Texas is the last school. A and M will be the school that decides if Texas gets to play with those or not. Yep, you are correct. You are correct about that. Um, so, with with all that you just said, I I do think that there is a place for some of these players to be able to come in, but it does feel really cheap. And it feels dirty. Yeah, it just feels dirty. Because because that because that backup offensive line, the backup offensive lineman, that starting offensive lineman that's a senior, but he's not gonna go to the NFL draft. He's just not good enough to get drafted. But but he's played three years of college or two years of college and he just wants his senior year somewhere. That guy's not getting taken. No yeah. one's letting him on campus. Yeah. No, they're only gonna take the NFL ready, cream of the crop talent. And it's just going to feel like hired mercenaries. And even then, you still got to figure out the scholarship situation because you you're getting ready for a season. We, we no, got you a don't. season that's don't, supposed you to be kicking off. You don't have to worry off. about scholarships. They got to pay for school, and somebody's going to drop a bag of cash. College ain't that expensive. Ole yeah. Miss costs what twenty three thousand a year. Somebody can find twenty three grand, hand this kid, and now he just I'm just not a scholarship athlete no more. I'm a walk on. Congratulations, I'm Justin Fields. Yeah, there Here you we go. go. <laughs> you. You might be right about that. You might no, be so that's right. That's easy. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. You're talking about the SEC, man. You, no, you're trying you're, to how much? Yeah, you're what is the outside of Vanderbilt? What's the most expensive school we have? Um, I would bet it's probably Florida, but I bet even that's what at max in the 30s. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, at Vanderbilt's the most expensive. I would imagine Florida's next, and then I would. I would guess A&M. that. Now I'm just guessing. Yeah, I would. I would guess A and M is probably third. Anything um, under fifty grand, any of these schools can come up with that much cash in less than ten hours. Yeah, uh, Feinbaum just tweeted said ESPN investigative reporter Paula Levine tells us that multiple athletes diagnosed with myocarditis after contracting COVID nineteen has spooked college administrators, and that's what's causing all of this uh, these issues. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's go ahead and hit it on this last topic because you've only got a few minutes before you get out it uh, before you got to get out of here, and. The last one here is unemployment rates are about to skyrocket. 
just absolutely, and, and not necessarily nationally, but you are about to see a ton of guys on campuses being let go. And it is not just in these athletic departments. It is across entire campuses. I mean, it's going to be massive. College sports, in the form that we see it right now, is going to be changed forever because of these decisions. It just is. You're not so, going to get the same guys back. You're not going to get the same. Go, go ahead, Chris. Well, one thing you got to, this is actually going to really hurt the the economics of our country, and it's not going to be really unemployment. How much around college football is a gig economy? It's not, I work a nine to five job and I'm getting laid off. It's not that I work for the university, I'm getting laid off. How much of, I set up tents for people. I park cars on Saturdays. I and, and a lot of that was going away anyway. But eight or nine hundred. But no, yeah. But I don't know, man. I think tailgating is still going to be a thing. All right. Yeah. We just watched a PGA Tour event where no fans were allowed in, and thousands of fans were lined around the fence. Okay. Yeah. You might say they can't come in the stadium, but you're not keeping them out of parking lots. There's not enough police in any of these universities to stop tens of thousands of people from tailgating outside the game. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So there is a gig economy around college sports, okay, that is massive. Massive. Well, and then and these are not, and, these and are not guys that fill out W-2s, okay, yeah. or 1099s. And, and, and therefore, that's a lot of people about to lose a huge chunk of income I mean, that they depend on, that they count on. And they don't get to go just file unemployment because they weren't – I mean, you know, it's just – it's like working for yourself. If I, if I – if my business shut down, I, it's not as simple as just going and filing unemployment. Well, on, on top of that, it's not as simple as, uh, well, okay, we'll just pick up again next year. Or we'll just pick yes. up in the spring. Like, yeah. you lose all your employees. You lose your your customers. You lose your business. Like, yep. that's just the way it goes. It's it's impossible to to think that we are just going to pick things back up and it's going to be perfectly fine. Darren McArdle jumps in and he asks, is spring football what we're actually waiting for in college now? Not going to happen. We, we can... Look, we can be hopeful. I hope for spring football at this point. Like I hope. I'm done. Um, I'm done. I'm done being hopeful. But We're it, it's not going to happen. Gary. We're trusting in people that don't know how to do anything. All right. They haven't even they had the conversations. They sit in their suits and they sit in their air conditioning and they sit in their nice mahogany desk and they and they they're talking about things they don't know anything about. Yeah. At all. Okay. And we're asking them, we're depending on them to make these decisions if they think the virus is going to be under control in five months. They're deadly mistaken. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, Joseph Gomez said, yes, you're going to have to start from zero. Yeah, you, you are going to lose everything, a, a ton of the employees at these athletic departments that already have set jobs, that already have a process in place. If there's no television revenue at these big-time universities, the university is not going to fund the athletic department to keep these guys around for a job that doesn't exist for a year. It's just not going to happen. Uh, the, Albert the problem on is, is they said, do a job that anybody. They don't, there's no specialty to it. Right. Okay. Right. They we can we can let Jim and Bill and Sally go, and next year Fred and George and 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 and, and Stephanie will come in and take her place. And in in okay. a lot of cases, you are correct with that. But in some cases, they are going to have to let go of guys that are you know very necessary to the process that all of these institutions have built. Right. 
It's just all it's I want. True. Here's what I want. This is this is what I've wanted my entire life. This is what I need for the NCAA to bring a rain of thunder down. These are the low-level people. These are the people that shuffle cash around. We saw it at Ole Miss. Who caught the bag? Who Who's the guy that everyone goes to? Somebody that if he gets caught, nobody cares about. We kick him to the curb, whatever. Surely one of these people will be jaded enough to come out. I have no idea how college football has been around for 100 years, and we have been illegally playing pay, paying players gross sums of money for over at least 15 to 20 years in the SEC, I know. Yeah. Okay. And and we're not talking hundred dollar handshakes. We're talking bags of cash. You know how much cash you can fit in a bag? A lot, by the way, a whole lot. All right. I, and nobody, nobody has ever had a tell-all story of this is who who I am. This is what I did, and this is how I did it, and this is who I did it for. Yeah. Yeah. And if those guys, and there's too many of those guys that these athletic departments thought they would never let go, ever. Well, and and on top of that, obviously. We haven't even discussed how many other sports are going to be cut now. Like it's, it is oh, going yeah. to be a massacre, and I'm not looking forward. I, to I know that's a tragedy. I know that's a downside of all this. I, at, Gary, I'm losing football. I don't give a damn. About I understand, but I mean, or soccer, or or gymnastics, or swimming. I don't, I, I don't I know care that. at all right now. Look, I. You and I both are, are friends with people that work in athletics that don't work on athletic uh, on, on football teams. That's and right. and this is going to sting. This is not going to be good. That's going to suck. A lot of people in this world have lost their damn jobs because of COVID, Gary. Agreed. It sucks. I'm not saying it's it any sucks. different. I'm just saying like this. But, but at the end of the day, it's it's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Now you have got. Am that I right. more upset that I'm not getting football? Sure. Matt Miller said, because uh, "I can't stop that." Yeah, agreed. Matt Miller said, uh, "How does Mark Emmert not say anything over the past few days when every oh, other important person is in a hole, man?" Yeah, the NCAA is not going to comment on this. They're just not like it, they got nothing to say about this. He came out and said the other day, like at the end of last week, that really it's it's up to each individual institution as to whether or not they want to play. That's all he said. Like he he can't make these decisions for these conferences. These conferences don't listen to them when it comes to football. The only thing that they listen to is when the NCAA wants to jump in with rules regulations, which they're getting closer to not listening to them on that. I was just but, about to say, we're, we're at a point where, go ahead, tell me I violated some rule, that some made-up rule that you just created. Good yeah. job. I don't Ask me how much I care. You, know, you think that boy's not going to play? No, we're going to let him play. Matt Are you going to take a banner down? Nope, we're going to hang it back up. Yeah, Matt Miller said, so the NCAA. Take, take it down every week? He, he, he said the NCAA is just a pimp then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all. But that's all. Pretty much. I mean, this really, is the problem with all of this. That's what they've been. It just takes something like this for people to have their eyes open and realize the complete fuckery that we've been living under for college athletics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence, by the way, that uh, that the two conferences that decided to band together and do the, the hashtag we are united thing. Uh, those are the first two that canceled, by the way. Uh, Albert Gamboa, by the way, on Periscope, first-time viewer, he said, a terrible day for football fans. That is uh, 100% the truth. Uh, Joseph Gomez said, when the money dries up, the snakes come out. Yeah, you got that right. And that's We're going to see a lot of those. We're going to see a lot of them. Damian yep. Estrada said, 
What is more important, having a season just to get entertainment or keeping people safe? Again, we are going to disagree with you, Damien, on the fact that I'm having tell you a season this, I know Damien catches a lot of shit here, okay? Yeah. It, is, it, it, it takes some balls to come on a show on a regular basis and say the contrarian thing that nobody else is thinking or wants to hear. So I appreciate yeah. him listening. I appreciate him jumping in. I don't want to just let's all shit on Damien. We just disagree here. I don't think where these guys are going is is any safer than where they are now. Agreed. Now, if, if the, everybody does, difference. it's not about getting. If they told me they could play football and I couldn't watch it at all, and every day I just get a every Sunday I get the newspaper again and I get get the box scores like we used to before all this shit was televised. Okay, I, I would be okay with that. I yeah. absolutely would be okay with that. Because I understand how much this thing means to the guys that actually play it. I know kids that have played it. I know kids that have been a part of it. I know coaches that are a part of it right now. It is so much bigger than entertainment. It just is. Yes, it, and we're trying to protect those kids, right? Yeah. But we're about to send them out into a world that's far more dangerous than where they are right now. Now, if they're not sending them out, if everybody is doing what the Big Ten is supposedly right. if Barry going to Alvarez's do. system is that yeah. then 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 I am going to have to adapt my 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 argument because yeah. that's new information that I didn't have yeah if and, and I kind of didn't think they would ever do that I, I thought I'd still I will have to see it before I believe it I just my if there's no money this, coming in I don't believe that they are going to keep the football operations up and running well that that's I just, it that's I it. Don't, how can they afford how can they afford to have them continue but obviously to be there? they've got these massive endowments right so obviously but they're not they got dipping money. into the massive endowments Gary but yeah that's the thing I don't think they're going to I don't they're, think they're willing to take out loans so they don't have to touch their endowments why yeah. would they do that Uh I mean, yeah. My, my issue you. is this, though. We're going to get back to liability. Let's say a kid has COVID, okay? But because we're not testing every day, because they're not actively playing and we're just letting them come in and hang out and work out and all this stuff, and it spreads throughout the football facilities. Now, who's liable, and how are we handling that? And how are we going to address that? These are all valid By questions. not playing games but letting them continue to be a part of the football thing, the facilities – you didn't make anybody safer. No, and actually you the took away the initiative. The game is not the dangerous part. It's the, it's the five, six, seven days a week of living on top of one another and working out and training together. Yeah, it, you, you took away the initiative to yeah. actually remain You safer. took the carrot away from running, <laughs> running on the track. It's yeah. just, but, but that's okay. I mean, I'll tell you that I'll take them being not playing the games and at least being able to stay a part of that, but then all their arguments for safety go out the window. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. Um, Joseph Gomez said, hoping the schools across all states get together and play a few games and realize they don't need a board, a false CEO to make this thing run. Damien then says, uh, question, if y'all uh, say is that having sports and entertainment is good for mental health, how can it be good when you have players injuring themselves and getting concussions on the field every year? Well, football is – I can't stop the concussions. Yeah, we, we, that I can't fix. I but, can't change but, the way the game is played. But everybody understands the risks involved. They still and you And you understand play. that from peewee football. Yes. I mean, it just you're, – you're, you're going to get hurt sometime. It's yes. just a sprained ankle, you know, might hurt your knee. I mean, Chris hurt his knee. Like, if he there can was, still play, there he was would a day be. In a time, there was a day and a time where I used to love the big hits and I love to watch them. And now, as an adult, as a 38-year-old – 
I, I cringe. I cringe a lot when I see the big head hits yeah. because I know what it's doing to the brain today. And I didn't know it before. And it, and it, and it, it causes me to have to make, you know, con- have conflict in my life. Okay. But, but I get it. It's just, it, that is a part of the game and we're not taking that out. Yeah. They're not, no, not right. playing because of head injuries. Joseph uh, Gomez jumped in. WCE got that hard lemonade sponsorship all of a sudden. Uh, all of a sudden, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's just water. Yeah, it's just water. Just water. <laughs> all right. With that said. I don't uh, drink a lot of clear liquor. Now, you got that right. Uh, I, I mean, a nice tequila on the patio, you know. Oh, yeah. I drink a lot. Of, but it's on the back deck. dark. Now, you got that. Anyway. Right. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, you guys have been fantastic. Another wonderful day of, uh, you know, big time viewership numbers. You guys are fantastic for tuning in. Thank you so much. If you like the show, please share it out. Tell your buddies about it. We are not going anywhere. Uh, no college football is not the end of the world for us. We are going to continue talking about the topics at hand. Obviously, there are other sports going on. We're going to be here. We are doing this thing. We enjoy just having a conversation. Chris and I like talking to each other every day. And this gives us a full reason to do it, even when we're really busy. So, uh, we're going to be here. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere you can subscribe and uh, and knock out that podcast review. Five stars over on Apple Podcasts. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, as I said, share out the show. Tell your buddies about it. Go to sbrpicks.com. Um, if there is no college football, I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing over there, but uh, I'm sure it is something. But go check it out, sbrpicks.com and sportsbookreview.com. That is where you can find our stuff on the CFB season right now. You guys are fantastic. Thank you for jumping in the chat and helping drive the conversation. We appreciate all of you. With that said, everybody take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.